Hello and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris Corner. I'm your host Chris Taylor and welcome back to a brand new episode. This week we're talking about, of course, Jujitsu Kaisen. You are my special. It is by far probably my favourite anime out there at the moment in terms of quality, characters, just episode to episode, bringing in the bangers every single time. It is awesome. We are so lucky to have Mapper out there pumping out the content, just chugging, good in, good in, good in. Twitter user Pilex tweeted that Mappa made their Jujutsu Kaisen staff sign a NDA to shut them up about speaking on the working conditions of the Jujutsu Kaisen anime. Just like, oh my god, those animators must be just worked to the bone right now. But nonetheless, they're putting out some fantastic, fantastic episodes. I just watched the most recent episode of Jujutsu Kaisen, I hope you have too, because uh, this content is going to contain some serious spoilers. Not manga spoilers, purely anime spoilers, because I ain't going down that dark path. Nonetheless, Jujutsu Kaisen, the latest episode, with a real just fan fiction for Toji. For those who aren't aware of who Toji is, he is Fushiguru's father. I'm your daddy. Who is the estranged father that we see at the beginning of season two, who takes on Gojo, beats him once, takes on um, Go... How am I forgetting? So Gojo and then Gato. Sorry, nearly forgot Gato's name there for some reason. Filthy monkey who can't even use jujutsu. How can I forget Gato? Legend. Uh, and beats him too. And he does it without any cursed energy. And it's the coolest thing. And he is all over the place at the moment because every single weightlifter out there is just thinking, I need to get as cool as Tojo. I need to become unlimited power without zero cursed energy. And he's such an interesting character. And seeing him resurrected later in the season in the current timeline of 2018 in the show, it's just so much fun seeing it. And also within that episode, not only do you see Toji beat the living crap out of the octopus animal, thingy-majiggy, whatever it is, um, we also see Itadori become Sukuna. And I go, no, my, <laughs> my sweet little tender sausage, what are you doing? Itadori, what? your clear gifts of physical prowess are wasted in the spooky Don't little flip-flop grilled cheese bullshit club. Join the sports club, my sweet little tender sausage. Do it! So for those who aren't aware, that is a reference to the first episode of the abridged uh, Jujutsu Kaisen episode, which is just so funny with the way that they uh, dubbed that and how they made Itadori just this even funnier than he already is. And he's just such such a likable character as a main character as well. Not only does his backstory just stay mysterious and give him this just idea of a character who just happens to be strong from the very beginning, we also see him evolve with obviously nearly dying, references to Nanami's best friend dying in season two. <laughs> And we also see the relationship between Fushiguro and Itadori grow together as they try and become more powerful sorcerers and take on much more powerful uh, curses as we go down and curse users. So it's it's just this really fun uh, season that is just climactically made it to the Shibuya incident. Which you are my just just so good every episode there's a fight that's just 
so impactful not only on the character but you're never sure who's going to survive you're never sure who's going to make it out of this uh this episode and who whether your favorite character like nanami in my my case uh is going to make it we still don't know if he's still alive after the most recent events with the volcano head curse guy you bastard just three that guy the guy with the volcano is ahead that's his name now his <laughs> volcano headman volcano headman moon <laughs> forever be his name this is the problem with having uh doing a podcast and forgetting every th single thing you can think of uh in the moments of, of a blip uh, but i will say is the coolest thing of seeing that as well as um gojo not being around because he's been you know sent to the prison realm not sent to the prison you know he's been uh <laughs> he's been i was about to say he's been detained <laughs> he's been imprisoned that's what i meant he's been detained he's been <laughs> sorry gotta throw away the key um he's been uh imprisoned within this uh, it was so cool seeing that even when he's imprisoned within this cube uh by gato's uh body it, it was so cool seeing that even within the the prison realm, he still has. He's so powerful that he made the prison realm cry. That is just like, oh, it's so artistically well done as well because the water comes out of the eye of the cube and it makes it look animated, uh, in the sense that the cube is alive and it's struggling to be able to hold back the power that is uh, so. <laughs> Gato, Gojo Sotaru. As you can sense, my energy for this podcast is so high when it comes down to talking about stuff I love. And Jujutsu Kaisen, there's so much that's gone on with this season that I'm just going to talk about the most recent stuff and make references to the beginning of this series because I just think that the season two has just been so good in terms of, like, we could split it up into the prequel era of season two and just say that was so good as a season on its own it could have been a season on its own and everybody within the jujitsu kaisen um anime sort of fan base would have loved it and would have been like that's fine we could end it there and we can wait for season three to have the shibuya incident happen afterwards obviously people l want more and more anime and so mapper were willing to give it to them but at the same time you're sat there like that would have been fine if you just separated it there and just been like this is it wait till the next season and then we got more and now we're in the shibuya incident which is just back-to-back -back battles and we're seeing new characters get new powers we're seeing new uh, bad guys good guys in the area we're seeing that like for instance the upgrade of nanami gang absolutely jacked like using sears like shirt bulging off him just like yeah step back i've got this and he just proceeds to beat the living shit out of that curse user he's like where are your allies and where what are their what are their numbers and what is their location and just pummel 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 and just take him by the hair he just like just keeps asking the same question just proceeds to beat the living hell out of him now, 
I love that about his character because obviously he when he's lost so many people along the way that I think this is a combination of him just like I've had enough it's time to take all of my anger out uh, on this one cursed user and maybe that's like a little bit harsh but it's so cool seeing it in the anime and we we don't really see him as a character lose his cool very often so because he's just so like the teacher for Itadori and he's the teacher for Fushiguro uh, Fushiguro <laughs> and we we all see him in this sort of stern no I've got this and he'll continue to just move forward and it seems to me that Mappa have done this deliberately because they want to have some sort of climatic moment where he just goes all out. And I think that's going to be really cool because the voice actor for him in the uh, subbed version is the best voice, uh, voice actor of all time in terms of J Japanese uh, anime. He has the deepest, darkest voice that you'll ever hear. And he can say anything and it's like, Gravel upon rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good it, and i'll play a clip of it because it's just it is music to your ears hearing him talk uh, and he's so good at what he does because he makes characters seem tougher than they actually are which is so such a a high quality to have as an actor a voice actor and he will be forever loved in whatever anime he takes part in i believe he also voiced kaiba in Yu-Gi-Oh. it's time to do, 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 do. So it's just so cool seeing that Kaiba in the sort of like dubbed version, the Americanized version, just completely different vibe compared to the Japanese version, which I had no idea about until recently. But that's a tangent all all on itself. And it's super cool just to see him voice Nanami and give him this badass voice and give him this badass vibe to, behind him and how he can be just... I've got this, it's time for me to fight. And when he's uh, saying to some of the other curse users, um, not Mei, I've forgotten her name, but the Zenin uh, clan person who doesn't have any powers other than Tojo, I forgot her name, it's terrible, she's awesome, she's so cool. And she wields cursed weapons, and she's fighting... Her other Zenin clan old guy is fighting as well, and then the he, Nami just goes, "Gather round, all now, to where Fushiguro is, because he's gonna get a portal, and and then we can get out of here." And then Toji just comes out of the hole of the portal and proceeds to beat the living crap out of the octopus guy. And you can just see he's having the best time ever. His eyes black because he's been resurrected through the Zenin clan's magic, and it's like, well curse i should say and you just see him just proceed where these three no four curse users have struggled against the octopus uh, curse and he just proceeds to beat him with, with no cursed energy whatsoever just beat him to a pulp and this is why everybody not only in the like the fitness industry but also in youtube and anime just love him because he's such a fun character to see and such a fun sort of way of saying right we're going to take the complete opposite of Soto um, of Gojo Sotoru where he's like all cursed energy now we're going to go to the opposite where it's just pure physical just so cool seeing that as a thing Uh, one, two. 
and his ability just to say minimal dialogue and just be maximum badass. <laughs> so yes, I think as you can see, man crush on the on the to Toji. But I also want to mention Gojo as well because within before he's sealed within this series, we also see some extremely cool, crazy moments from him, and we kind of realise like how powerful he is because he almost slows down time or he speeds himself up within his domain so quickly that he's able to save every single person within the surrounding area of where he's being sealed. So all of the human beings from that um, sort of Shibuya subway area are saved because he is there and then he weaken, weakens himself into a state so close to his limit not not really his limit but he's he's pushed himself so far that he's able to be sealed by Gato and Gato being not Gato the fake Gato where he's being controlled by a brain curse which is gross as hell however they animated that is just insane it's just blah, just unzips his forehead and he just removes the cap like hey guys welcome to my brain da -da 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 -da, being controlled by a mind zombie You know, it's just so weird. Where it feels like if I was going to be writing an anime show, you'd go all sorts of directions. And I love when you write a book as well, you can come up with any idea. And this has definitely been done in this show where there is no limits. It is definitely taken the the root of the 90s anime where anything's possible, anyone's willing to die, and anyone's just willing to, to be just destroyed by curses. And so we see that not only with um, Gojo being sealed and just removing this massive power from the world, but we also see now that um, Sa Sakuna, 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 Sakuna. What are you retarded? You are retarded. Why do I feel? Why do I feel like I'm saying it wrong? It, Sukuna. I'm si yeah, why am I saying su Sukuna has been summoned and Sukuna has taken over Itadori's body because he's been, f uh, been fed the 15 fingers of Sukuna. Huh? Mimiko! <laughs> And now we see this just like power where he just kills the two girls, uh, two, which is really sad because they're both the chill, almost the children of Gato. And so that was like Gato's last sort of presence, you know, even though he's being controlled by the brain curse, his, his last sort of presence uh, on in, in Jujutsu Kaisen. And so it's, it's this point where you just see that you know, Sukuna's just going to destroy everything without any sort of thought. And he says to the volcano guy in this episode, come at me, and if you land a punch, then you can, you know, you, I, I will do your demands, I will kill every single human within uh, this train station. And it's just this absolute, complete opposite to Gojo. Even though we see the insanity behind Gojo, we still understand that there's good and he's like the side of good and he represents the, the the sort of sorcerers that are doing the world a, a better place by, by being able to uh, not just destroy curses, but also 
not allow human beings to die just frivolous, frivolously, which seems to be a lot due to these insanely grade level one and above curses just destroying the entirety of Shibuya. Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? And so Gojo sealed, Sukuna's out, you know, we've got all of the other sorcerers who were powerful, like grade one sorcerers being absolutely destroyed, Nanami's being, uh, Volcano guys just like blown him away, uh, both the Zenin clan people have been blown away as well. Ha! Gay! And it's just, what's left apart from Toji and Fushiguro? And what can you do from there? Like, what's going to happen next? There's no one else to be able to face Sukuna. And there's no one left apart from Mai, who's facing Gato, who we have no idea what's happening because it's just been played out in the background. Uh, and Mai as well, like, seriously cool character that's kind of given a very small amount of screen time. We're given a, a, a sort of backstory to, to an extent, but we, we're just like, she's powerful, go with it, enjoy. And you're like, okay, whatever, let's, you know, we'll see what happens. And so we're now at this stage where what can happen next? Itadori, like, what's going to happen to him now that Sukun has taken over? How long does he have before he can take back control? You know, there's so many elements to the new Jujutsu Kaisen that could take it anywhere. And each character, we all have some sort of, you know, love for, for one of the characters. I really hope that Fushiguro is going to be able to utilize some of his power, but I also am very aware that Sukun is just too much of a badass to be able to allow that. He's too far too evil. He's the equivalent of the evil Gojo and just can kill everything and everyone in his path. And so... Even Toji, to some extent, is just not available to face that. And none of them are. So what's going to happen next? Are we just going to see uh, Gojo somehow get out of the sealed cube and fight him? Who knows? It is just an absolute chaotic show at this point, and I love it. And it's like one of the only anime shows where anything's kind of possible at this point. So it's not very predictable. There are manga spoilers out there, I'm trying to avoid them at all costs, but it is really hard when people just post it on Instagram or on Reddit or wherever, like, it's out there on the internet and people just like, Yeah, time to spoil it for you too. Fuck you! Fuck you too! <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think people have any sort of sanctity when it comes down to being able to keep a secret in terms of what's going to happen in the future, because the manga's already out there and it's being adapted in the anime simultaneously. But credit to the mapper guys, credit to the, the creators of Jujutsu Kaisen, it's a fantastic show, it's an amazing season, there's the whole of the prequel arc that was amazing, the whole of the current Shibuya incident that's amazing, the little in-between episodes were fantastic to build up to the Shibuya arc as well, and I don't know where it's going to go from here. I don't know what, what's going to happen to the characters, and I love that. And I hope if you're as excited as I am for the current Jujutsu Kaisen season, then you're going to be going along the ride with me in the coming weeks to enjoy every last second of it before it ends, and we have to wait for season three. And that means it's waiting another however many years before the next season. But in the meantime, we do have a couple of other fantastic uh, animes that have just finished up. Um, I'm trying to think as well, Castlevania uh, Nocturne I'm currently watching, which I'm a little bit torn apart about, kind of, you know, is it good enough 
to truly say a recommendation for me, you, the listener, the viewer, to go watch it. I'm not so sure. I don't think it's as good as the original. I know there's only one season, but the characters just aren't even slightly as likeable as the ones in the first season. And it doesn't really have the voice actors because they're children almost. And I don't know what it is about seeing the young uh, Belmonts within that show. It kind of just makes you want to give him a slap and be like yeah no it's, it just doesn't work it doesn't seem to be as good but i'm going to continue it to the end and and sort of hold off full judgment until i get to the very end of of the show and go from there well now aren't you the big man we've also got i'm trying to think as well i watched oh yeah gotta talk about this thank for those who are fitness freaks like myself you'll love this and you'll love the idol that is arnold schwarzenegger arnold the governor <laughs> and i listened to both his book and i watched his newest show on netflix which i recommend both i think the book itself um it's called seven useful tips or useful tools for life and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed his anecdotes of his life, talking about how he utilized points of his life that were tough in order to be able to understand that those tough points made him who he is, and he didn't look back on it and regret any of it. You know, even though his father, he talks about his dad beating him like, as a kid, and he still looks back and he still takes something from that and takes something from the pain and the suffering to be able to keep moving forward with his life and understand that he wouldn't have become the the powerhouse that he is and the having that insatiable um, need for for more in his life and i really appreciate that as someone who's constantly trying to improve themselves constantly trying to move forwards constantly trying to understand how to be a better human being in this world it's really nice hearing from arnold schwarzenegger just like the best thing you can do actually is help other people in this world in this life and it was really cool hearing hearing him say that he's like i got addicted to helping others and it was so cool hearing the the fact that he got involved with the special olympics that i had no idea about i had no idea he got involved in it. i had no idea that his family was so close in that i had no idea that he was also getting involved in other just like weightlifting uh sort of background helping kids getting into that area the fact that he talks about how he helped kids build confidence in the special olympics to even be able to go into the gym in the first place from the very beginning it's really inspirational and it's really cool just hearing him do his own audiobook sitting there obviously clearly in his own home in california and talking about his entire life and i find it truly inspirational to hear from the man himself just the whole process of what he had to go through to be able to get where he is but also for each step and how he was himself the entire way he didn't lose himself in his just life because it can you can feel like you're a completely different person uh when you're listening to famous people like they're on the screen they're a completely different person to who they are in real life but arnold's just arnold like there's no loss of energy and happiness and love for the people and love for everything and love for life and and joy and trying to say to people if you can just push yourself that little bit further you can you can get that more more out of your life and i love that about him i love his zest for life and his just constant passion for bodybuilding making his references to getting in and getting the reps in your life is just one big game of reps over and over and over and over and over again until you can get to the point that you want to be.
And so for me, listening to that, I was like, I was on the treadmill, just doing my incline walking, just listening to, to his pod, his audiobook while I was doing it. And it was it was a great motivator. And then once I'd finished the audiobook, I went on to the Netflix series and just watched that while I was on the treadmill as well. And I was just like, this is, it's a fantastic motivator to watch that. And I may re-listen to it again, just like I do with Goggins' books on a yearly basis, to remind myself that there are people out there who truly... Uh, just inspire me. I think that's the main thing. I'm just sat there in awe of people like Arnold Schwarzenegger um, and David Goggins and Cameron Haynes and all of these people. And it's lovely just getting that revitalization into your life where you're just like pumped. You're pumped for life. You're pumped for the normal normalities of life. See, this is the, another thing. It's like you can really lose yourself in the sense of more because everything in society nowadays is just social media pumps you with what you want more, 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 more. Everything has to be heightened. Your senses have to be to a new level, new sensations, new uh, information, new food, new travel, new everything. Everything has to be new, new, new. But if you can take it down to finding happiness within the, the, the consistencies, you know, bringing it back to me talking about just enjoying an anime TV show, like the excitement I'm getting from that and the joy I find from that, just finding that simplicity. I don't know how many people can say that. I don't know how many people can find the joy in the routine. A lot of people you'll hear, like they'll get to the end of the week, they'll be like, I can't wait till Friday. But then, you, you know, you're losing the joy of finding Monday to Tuesday and Wednesday to Thursday and Thursday to Friday. Those individual days are lost because you immediately kind of just lose love for life. And, and that's why when I was listening to Arnold, it was just like every day was a, a, a possibility. Every 24 hours was broken down into what he could do to possibly keep moving forward and make himself better. I mean, for God's sake, I'm recording this podcast at like nine, uh, 20 to 10 a, <laughs> on a friggin' Thursday because the rest of my week's completely booked out because I'm doing stuff. So this is the thing. You have the time. Everybody's got the same 24 hours in a day. You have no excuses. Like, fair enough, you've got kids. I know, I know friends who have kids, have relationship, have life, and they still manage to get a nine-to-five job in and then still hit the gym or then still do their passions or then still find things to do. God damn, they're tired. Of course, they're going to be. They're parents, and there's a responsibility to that. Oh, look at me. I'm making people happy. I'm the magical man from Happyland in a gumdrop house at Lollipop Lane. But there's also the fact that they're goddamn heroes because they keep on pushing forward anyway. Now, if I don't find anyone like that in life, there's a level of respect there that I have for fathers and mothers out there who can continue to do what, you know, utilize those 24 hours and not give a, a massive motivation ceremony for themselves at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so I do find as well that you can find all extremes in life, uh, but listening to those audiobooks like like Arnie's and, and, and finding joy in the little things like Jujutsu Kaisen and for instance for me as well, just uh, one thing I've, I've discovered recently is I was, I was just driving in my new car just really enjoying 
the listening to the, the music in the car and just driving through the countryside and so you can find that happiness wherever you're going and you can you know whatever happens find something fun to do and and really embrace the 24 hours of each day now this didn't be, I, I didn't mean for this podcast to become a, a how to do it was just mainly jiu-jitsu guys and just happens to be because arnie's useful and he's he's a governator he's so cool <laughs> yeah. and I, I will always uh have a special uh relationship with arnie because my dad first introduced him to me and so me and my dad would make quotes to each other with with Arnold Schwarzenegger for me growing up, and I I always like because because me and my dad like you know he's 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 like that you know he's your dad but he's your best friend you know sort of thing so there's that and you always think about that in your life and so whenever I think of Arnie I think of my dad and it's it's that father feeling as well you know the father figure where you're just like it's all of the quotes I'll be back stick around <laughs> stick around. You know, and I'm just thinking of me and my dad just saying those things there. So I think also, if you have a really uh, positive memories with these things, then it makes it that much easier to be able to uh, push yourself through something tough. Like I was just doing something super boring, like walking on an inclined treadmill at like uh, five kilometers an hour <laughs> for, for like 35 minutes. And that went like that because I was listening to something fun. So, you know, find the joy. This has been a Taylor's Tales podcast. This has been Chris Connor. I've been your host, Chris Taylor. And as always, I hope to see you this time next week. Bye now. <laughs> Find out in the next episode of I Just Sit My Fucking Down!